For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Late Edition Crime Beat Chronicles. I'm Nat Cardona. This is the final installment of our Susan Nagersmith coverage. It's a quick update of where things stand now in this case. And here is Press of Atlantic City reporter Eric Conklin. Tell me a little bit about just uh, your job at Press of Atlantic City. What's your role there? Uh, well, overall, I'm I'm technically the digital reporter. Um, I'm also, you know, digital breaking news. I think it would be more appropriate just to say. So, like, I've definitely, um, I've dived into a lot of different things. I don't really have a particular beat. I mean, I've covered, you know, government things. I've covered, um, you know, stuff like the the Susan Negger Smith case um other kinds of court things i've been in federal court i'm i'm kind of fires um fatal car crashes you know i've i've been kind of like all over the place so i wouldn't really say that i'm specifically one beat because like typically i get that i would say everybody says like what's your beat and i say i'm just i'm kind of all over the place so you know i have a very wide range of you know my scope's very wide so <laughs> it's a good repertoire to have you know just pull it out of yeah no so, for yeah. sure yeah um, as far as the Susan Nagersmith case goes, do you mind just giving a brief overview of what happened at the end of March with uh, Jerry Rosado's case being dismissed? Yeah, so it's from my understanding, based on what I read, I the he had appealed, uh, or the defense, rather, I think would be more appropriate to say, um, had appealed uh, to the appellate courts that there is a set of uh, that the statute of limitations um, would have limited any kind of like legal proceeding against him. Um, it would have limited it to about 1995. Um, and now it's my also understanding that in New Jersey under state law, there was a revision from January of 2002. So what um, he is arguing or whether what the defense is arguing is that the uh, amendment does not apply in this case. So because of the fact that the offense was committed in 1990, um, or rather the alleged offense was committed in 1990, um, he wouldn't be able to be, the, the, basically the charges wouldn't apply because of the statute of limitations has been exceeded. Um, so the appellate courts uh, ruled in favor of the defense and had, I believe, sent the case back to the lower court um, and then a, a superior court judge at that point agreed to release him. Um, so he was, I believe, released either the, f if I can recall correctly, the day, um, the day after, I believe it was the day it was, I'm pretty sure it was the day after he was, um, uh, the, the, the appellate decision came out. Um, it was either the next day or maybe the day, maybe after that. Um, so I would say within a couple of days at least of that appellate ruling um you know he had been released from Cape May County jail 
Um, and uh, I actually had noticed it. I wasn't really sure if if what was going on. I knew there was apparently some sort of conference. And, um, you know, there was essentially no hearing per se, like the traditional where someone might think that um, I'm going to go before a judge and then have them hear this case. Uh, that wasn't really the case. So what they did is they apparently had this conference. Um, and I knew it was going on. And then I was looking at jail records and I noticed that he was no longer listed. And that's when I sent an email out to the um, the jail officials and I said, can anybody confirm if he's been released or not? And that's when I heard back a little short while ago that, yeah, he was released. So, And that's that. I believe he was released to a healthcare facility, right? It's my understanding that he's released to a healthcare facility. Um, you know, it's not completely over yet. So the it's what I understand is that the prosecution is planning to appeal to the New Jersey Supreme Court, um, which would then, you, you know, I, I my guess. And again, I, I say this because I'm probably not, you know, I'm not a Dan Abrams from ABC News or anything like that. But my guess no. would be that it <laughs> my thing would be like if, if I were thinking about how this could go, um the you know it could probably I, I really don't know i mean it could go either way they could rule in favor of the prosecution or they would still agree to what the appellate courts ruled so that that the ruling that he can't be charged for sexual assault of susan nagersmith because of the statute of limitations okay so any murmurs rumors whispers of the timeline on that i mean because this all went down end of March what you're referring to is basically going into the first week of April when he would have been released and now we're in the middle yeah. of May right so I mean is there yeah. as far as the prosecution appealing have you heard of anything not as far really as okay not really unfortunately not I actually did try to find out an answer to that question today mm -hmm. I, I actually did reach out to the prosecutor's office I have not heard back for comment um so I, I have been trying to follow up just to see what's going on um okay. You know, I've also, you know, I don't really know. Unfortunately, I've, I've, I've not had a chance to really cover something with regards to like a, a Supreme Court appeal. So I'm not really sure of how long that process could take. Um, I do sometimes check back with the the courts uh, online and I see if there's any like expected decision or anything like that, just to kind of keep tabs on it to see where things are at. But, you know, I think it's also one of those things where just you know, if you get a chance, if, if 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 you're working on, you know, other kinds of projects, other kinds of stories, if you get a chance to talk to, if you get it just like a couple of minutes, even just to, you know, uh, reach out to the prosecutor and, and see where things are at, you know, I, you know, that's, that's definitely, you know, it's, it's the kind of situation where that might be, you know, as a worthwhile, reporter, you know, applicable. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, for sure. sure. Definitely. We need to take a quick break. So don't go too far. Well, at the very least, is it are there high chances that as if things progress and as they progress, that you'd be the one covering the stuff, following the stuff, or is it kind of like whoever's up to bat? I would, I would, <laughs> I would say who's ever to bat. I mean, okay. actually, I never really expected to cover the Susan Aker Smith story at all. Um, I actually, I believe, I was sitting at my desk, and I think another news source had if i can remember correctly i think that another news source had said that 
had broke the story that he was the appellate courts ruled in favor to to drop the charges. And then that's when right away I went to work and I said, you know, I remember sitting in my chair and I turned around and I said, there was like, whoa, Jerry, Jerry Rosado has been, uh, you know, the cases against him have been dropped. And, and I remember, you know, I was asked, you know, we'll go find out what you can. And then I, I went, I, I reached out to the courts and they had showed me, here's where you can get the opinions for the appellate court decisions. And then it was the newest one. I found it and I read through it. And I definitely was trying to, obviously, with something that's very sensitive, like this case, be very cautious of, you know, making sure I understood everything. But um, I read through it. I kind of, it took me a couple of times to read through it just to understand what they were saying. And and then basically after a couple of times, I got it, you know, it was, it was kind of understandable. They're just basically saying that based off of, you know, the amendment from 2002 in state law, this case doesn't you know this this these amendments don't really apply to this case and therefore like the statute of limitations has exceeded got it and that's where we're at as far as right. you know as far as i yeah. know okay yeah All that's right. as far as we're at i wish i could say more i did try to get some more but you know eh. i mean obviously intend to see if we could stay on it because i know that you know i know that people definitely are still interested in this story even mm -hmm. though it happened almost 30 years ago um actually before I was even born actually was uh, yeah. when this all happened. So it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's been rewarding to actually follow it because as, as a person myself, I get to, you know, I've been able to learn about her story. I've been able to learn that there was a Susan Nager Smith. This is what she was like. This is what she enjoyed, you know, and it's obviously a very sad case. And, and, you know, it's, I definitely feel it for her family and for anybody in that situation. And we're gonna end on that note, unless you've got something else. I remember that this story. I think I was working for a different newspaper at the time. I think I was working on my last newspaper job. Okay. And the, I remember that I vaguely remember that there was charges that were announced against him, and you know I remember that I think some people in the office were saying that. You know, oh wow, there's been an arrest in, in the Susan Eggersmith case. I obviously had no idea of of this story, and then that was the first I had heard of it. Um, and then, you know, I, it definitely kind of gave me a feel of like true crime, um, some of those true crime stories that we always see, you know, on mm -hmm. TV. Um, it was just this case that I, you know, I remember there's been so many that, you know, have been solved or or at least have charges have been brought through the advancement of dna i mean i remember reading the um, appellate court ruling that apparently he had been um the this unknown dna profile was collected at the scene and they couldn't track it um until i would say a new laboratory had you know it was sent to a different laboratory it was tested mm -hmm. Um, and then it, there was a high probability that it was it, it was a match to Mr. Rosado. And then I remember reading that the according to the appellate court ruling that the uh, the prosecutor's office got a, a warrant to, for, you know, for his DNA. Um, they got it and they sent the labs in and they, they rather they sent it to the lab. And sure enough. You know, there was, it was a match. So it, it just, it's, it's, it's really just, it's just really amazing how technology has evolved with solving crime where we're able to now get these samples identified 
after so many amount of times, um, you know, where this case goes, it's such a peculiar case because, again, it is important to note that no one has been charged with her murder. Um, so it it just it's it's just it could go really anywhere, I think. So but it's it's been a it's been a, a it's been rewarding to at least learn about who Susan Smith was, especially as somebody that had had unfortunately died um, in a terrible way, you know, a few quite a few years before I was born. So it, it's good to to learn about people. And that's a rewarding experience about journalism. Thanks for adding that. That was a beautiful bite. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. No, that's that's good. Yeah. All right. This uh this case is pretty nuts just from our research and that kind of thing. It's, it's unfortunately yeah. got got it all. All the earmarks of like a perfect true perfect true crime story. You know, yeah. it's, it's uh yeah, it's yeah. just tough. Yeah, exactly. And and the other thing too is like, I mean, I remember I've tried to I've reached out to Emily and and I've never heard back from her, but you know, I know mm -hmm. that she's it's it's you know, it's they she's been trying to, you know, fight for justice. And I mean, sure everybody can, you know, you know, think that way and you know, want to. And it it seems like the, the if they're gonna go to the, the the Supreme Court, you know, they're not afraid to, you know, back down from a challenge and they're gonna obviously fight for justice and that's what they're supposed to do so uh, absolutely nothing nothing to lose and everything to gain that is all i have for you for right now if you like what we do here at late edition crime beat chronicles please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast see you later For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.